0: Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL DT, Jarrell Worthy, and I give our final divisional rankings ahead of the regular season. We also discuss trending topics from around the league, including Andrew Luck's surprising retirement and its implications. The Fall is another production of The Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up, The Chase is on and The Chase is live. Now, let's Let's say to your host, I am Good afternoon everybody and welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you. And joining me today is Jarrell Worthy, NFL defensive tackle. Now, Jarrell and I, we usually do a lot of podcasts together and I value his opinion coming from that NFL perspective. So, Jarrell, thanks again, brother, for taking the time to join the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: Man, I'm doing well, man. Um, I'm excited uh, about today's podcast. Football season is right around the corner. Um, that means there's uh, great opportunities out there for everybody, and um, I'm excited about what's uh, what's coming up. And
0: uh, Man, it's, it's, it's definitely fall season, and I'm ready to get to it. Same here, and so let's go ahead and get right into it, Jarrell. Andrew Luck stole the headlines on Saturday night as ESPN's Adam Schefter broke the news during a Colts preseason game. Now, it was later found out that Luck was planning to announce his retirement on Sunday, tell his teammates on Saturday after the game, but the news broke during the game and everything went wild. People were Just going crazy, trying to see if it was a legitimate story. 29 years old, Andrew Luck hangs up the cleats, Jarrell. I know you sent me a text message, and I was still trying to process it myself. Crazy news, right? But then you look at his string of injuries, man, and everything that he had suffered up to this point in his career. I think uh, this was posted on Twitter the other day. He suffered a torn cartilage and two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney, one concussion, torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, and then, of course, the mysterious cap ankle issue that led to this point. So, Jarrell, what were your thoughts, man, when you heard the news?
1: Um, I was in complete shock,
0: um, but
1: after understanding the reasons why he wanted to step away from the game, I completely understand. Um I mean, I haven't, haven't played against Andrew Luck, haven't competed against him. um, I've been there. um, I've been a part of some vicious hits that, uh, that, you know, we've laid upon him and um, you know, he's definitely a trooper, man. He always gets up, congratulates the guy on the hit. Uh, I think it's a mental thing for, for him as far as continuing to push through the game and um, and not necessarily uh, buying into how, you know, how hurt he is and how hard of a hit he's taken, but You know, understanding, um, you know, anything when you have to deal with your core, your abdomen, um, you know, your spleen, um, you know, your shoulder and and things that uh, things that mechanically you use in order to be successful. I mean, quarterbacks use core all day, their shoulders um, here and there uh, as far as uh, being able to throw the football. But majority of that stuff is their core. And so, you know, when you're in, you know, When you have that enabled and um, you have to work through excruciating pain in order to get that back to the standards that you have set for yourself, um, sometimes it can be tough.
0: Yeah, and you know what, though? I think what took people even more by surprise was the strong season he had last season. I mean, he was out the entire 2017 campaign with that shoulder injury, and then he comes back with vengeance, 4,593 yards passing, 39 touchdowns okay and in fact he was named the 2018 NFL Comeback Player of the Year at the NFL Honors Award Show and so you figured that he was trending upward with Frank Reich there in Indianapolis. I had done several podcasts over the offseason and a couple with you Jarrell where I was really high on this Colts team with luck under center and what this offense was capable of accomplishing and Then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's hanging it up a couple of weeks before the regular season, the 2012 number one overall pick, and four Pro Bowls, and so everything into perspective just kind of makes it a little bit more wild, but now it's Jacoby Brissett time in Indianapolis, so he's now going to get his chance, Jarrell. Um, yeah,
1: man, I'm excited, man. A, a lot of talk has surrounded him over the last couple of seasons as far as, um, you know, being traded or, or um, you know, being signed to a long-term contract elsewhere. I think that, um, you know, the Colts and what they were able to do and, and keeping him, um, you know, as a safety net for their team is is excellent as far as, uh, you know, manage, uh, managerial standpoint goes. And um, I'm excited to see where this Colts team can go. Um, You know, it's going to be one of those types of seasons like the Chuck Pagano years where they had to kind of dig deep and kind of face uh, reality. But, you know, this coach team has been through a lot. You know, they've been able to battle through some things together before. Um, But I also like the additions with, you know, Devin Funches to be able to help out, you know, uh, Brissett and being able to push the ball down the field, giving him a big target, Um, as well as the addition with Justin Houston in that defense. Um, You know, if they can get some things going and create some turnovers in that division, um, you know, everything is up for grabs, man. You know, Deshaun Watson isn't, you know, a, a for certain, um, you know, a, a, he's not a, a necessary, a guaranteed win to, to win a division. Neither is Nick Foles. So, um, if this coast team can
0: rally behind Brissett, they'll be uh, they'll be successful. Today's podcast, I want to do the final divisional standings before Week One. This is where we give who we think is going to come out on top with our projected records. And so let's just go ahead and move right into this AFC South. You've kind of talked about Indianapolis, what they have going for them, Devin Funches. and then you know one player that I'm really excited about is Paris Campbell, who the Colts took in the second round now he's been battling a soft tissue injury for the last several weeks and just recently returned to practice so he's going to be there of course ty hilton the deep threat that he is for indianapolis so we've talked about the texans a little bit the colts the jaguars are there with nick Foles, right they sign him in free agency and they have an uber amount of talent on that defense. Now with the acquisition of Josh Allen out of Kentucky in round number one. And then of course the Tennessee Titans, right? The quarterback dilemma, Marcus Mariota, maybe Ryan Tannehill pushes for the starting job. So Jarrell on that note, who do you have winning this division this year?
1: Um, Well, this year I kind of will give it to the, uh, to the Jags, um, you know, I just think their continuity with defense, um, if they'll be able to uh, sort out everything contract wise with Yannick, I think that they have the best pieces um, in that division coming back. Um, if they can uh, if they can get something out of D.D. D. Westbrook, it, it, you know, a lot of the, the um, it's been a lot of praise coming out of camp between D.D. Um, D. Westbrook and Nick Foles and the chemistry that they've been able to have together. Um, I, I, def, I see the, the the Jags winning this division, but only by a slim margin. Um, I still have the Texans coming in at second um, with only one game behind uh, the Jaguars. Um, I just think that Indianapolis is going to take, you know, it's going to take time uh, to kind of get over this big shot. Um, having gone throughout the entire training camp with Andrew Luck under the helm and and, and you know, having that. Uh, that attitude that they're going to be able to you know contend like they did last year and have the success offensively that they did last year i just think that it's going to be a bit of a shock and that um that they're going to break even this year and um and i just don't necessarily know what the titans are going to bring to the table uh they've been up and down every year but you know it just doesn't seem that they that they are are, are taking the steps forward um in order to get over that hump
0: Okay, all right. Going with a little bit of a surprise pick with the Jaguars. I like it. You know, I think they do have some potential. Nick Foles there, who's looked pretty good in the preseason. Of course, limited action. One thing that's going to help him is having John Filippo there as the offensive coordinator, who, by the way, served as the quarterback's coach in Philadelphia during that Super Bowl run. So, A lot of familiarity there for Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP, as crazy as that sounds. And, of course, that defense, really, Jalen Ramsey. Now, they're without Telvin Smith this year as he's taking a year away to handle some family business. But they Mm -hmm. still got Miles Jack, who's another punishing linebacker there on that defense, Calais Campbell. So, very deep there. Now, Jarrell, for me... I think the Texans are going to win this division this year. Before, it was the Indianapolis Colts in my eyes. But I think you look at this roster on paper. They are very talented across the board. Deshaun Watson now. They did lose Lamar Miller to that torn ACL and MCL. But... They acquired Duke Johnson from the Cleveland Browns, who is a three-down type of back. He's a little bit undersized, but he does bring a lot of versatility to that Houston offense, DeAndre Hopkins, and then that defense. I think they did a nice job of shoring up their secondary. They drafted Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky. They got Jonathan Joseph back in the mix, a savvy veteran, and then Aaron Colvin, who is coming back from injury, to Sean Gibson, they stole him from a divisional foe there from Jacksonville. So I just like where this team is headed. I like J.J. Watt, the way he's looked in preseason. Of course, Jadavion Clowney, it looks like he may be on the way out, maybe to Miami. But I just feel like the Texans are the best team in this division this year, which is why I have them coming out on top with an 11-5 and record.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... They're definitely a close second for me. Um, to be honest with you, I have them both. Uh, I have them both um, ending with the same record, but I have the Jags winning the divisional games between the two. Um, I just feel like with the if, if Jadavian Clowney departs, um, I feel that the Texans' defense is definitely going to be weakened. Um, I think that J.J. Watt is going to be seeing more double teams. And, you know, obviously that's going to be something that he's familiar with. But, you know, obviously progressing in age and, and things of that nature, um, last year having the um, – the uh, luxury of having a guy like Jadavion Clowney along with Whitney Merciless to be able to to get those one-on-one blocks. Um, I think you know if Jadavion Clowney is out out the door, then it's going to be a lot it's going to be a lot tougher for uh, for Watt to get home and uh, he's going to have to go back to his batting the ball down uh, uh, type of uh, his attribute that he has to the game that J.J. J SWAT. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? On that note, let's go ahead and turn the page. Drill Next division, we're moving along to the AFC East. Now, this division has been the Patriots division for the last decade, man. They have just dominated the field. However, there is some new life in this division. The New York Jets, they had a great offseason. They have stockpiled talent on both sides of the ball. Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley. And then you got a team like the Buffalo Bills, you know, could be a sleeper team. They're very talented on defense. Josh Allen making that next step in his progression. And then I think we can all agree that the Miami Dolphins are in more of a rebuilding phase as they're still trying to figure out who their week one starting quarterback's going to be between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my standings, Darrell, and then you can give me yours. So I do have the Patriots finishing number one, right? What a surprise. I think they're going to (laughs) have a phenomenal year, man. And Tom Brady, he has the most elite weapons around him this year josh gordon who was just reinstated julian edelman then they go getting a harry out of arizona state and then a bevy of running backs to go along with that with sony michelle burkhead james white so very very well-rounded roster i think they're one now here's where it gets interesting at two Jarrell. i've told you this before I'm really high on this Buffalo Bills team and Sean McDermott. I think they're going to finish second in this division over the Jets because I like that they added Ed Oliver in the draft, Cody Ford, and then that secondary is a bad group with Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer and all those guys there. So I like what they've done this offseason. Giving Allen some pieces to work with, Cole Beasley, John Brown, Tyler Croft. So uh, the Bills will finish second, Jets third, and Miami Dolphins fourth. Um,
1: I like it, man. We seem to be rocking and rolling on the same page. Um, I have the Patriots coming in at number one. Um, obviously, you know, with the pieces that they've been able to add this offseason, and Michael Bennett um, and Demarius Thomas. And um, if you have an opportunity to get Josh Gordon back, um, you know, off the exempt list, that'd definitely be phenomenal. Um, with the addition of Philip Dorsett um, and, and, and Julian Edelman, those guys will be rocking and rolling. You know, Tom Brady is obviously uh, being able to withstand father time. So, you know, you always have to be able to to think that they're going to, they're going to be successful. Um, I do have the Buffalo Bills coming in at second. I think the additions of uh, John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley are going to, are going to definitely help out, uh, are going to definitely help out the passing game. I just think that the size is going to be a little bit tough, Um, you know, not being a big target uh, for Josh Allen to throw to, being a bigger quarterback. But those guys will be able to create separation and and get yards after catch. Um, The re-signing of EJ Gaines uh, in the secondary is is big for them because they have the ability to be able to um, exchange defensive backs and and give a various amount of looks. Those guys have, have played together before, so there's some continuity there. The addition of Frank Gore, um, the guy that also is uh, is pushing away Father Time, is a guy that continues to move the ball down the field, um, continues to move the change, continues to get yards out of contact, and so this uh, this team is is, is primed um, to be able to make a run at the division this year. I think it's going to be tough um, with the Patriots playing them at home late in the year and um, and going to Buffalo earlier in the year. I think that uh, if that was switched around, that the uh, that the Buffalo Bills would have an opportunity to be able to take the division. Um, but, with, um, but with them going to the Patriots late on the road, um, I just think that it's going to be tougher. But I, but I have the Jets coming out at 3 and um, the Dolphins finishing up at 4.
0: So we have matching AFC East standings. All right, I like it. Okay, so AFC West now, Jarrell. This is going to be a little bit more interesting because the Chiefs and the Chargers were neck and neck last year. Of course, the Chiefs, they edged them out just by a hair Patrick Mahomes, he won the MVP award. Who's gonna win the division this year in the West? Um,
1: well, my number one um, in winning the entire conference overall is the Chiefs. Um, I think they're gonna win the entire AFC East as a whole. I think their defense and their offense are just complete. Um, Andy Reid and, and the mastermind that uh, that he's—I mean, just the the, the the ability to be able to use everybody's attributes in a positive in a positive way. Um, you know, taking guys off the street and turning them into superstars, um, I think that Andy Reid is, is a phenomenal coach of being able to do that. Um, with the addition of Frank Clark and, uh, you know, adding to Chris Jones and, and already his uh, 15, 16 sacks he had last year, I just don't see this defense being able to – to uh, to be stopped uh, being able to get to the passer Um, my switch up for this for this AFC West is I actually have the Raiders coming in at second and um, I actually have them playing for a wild card this year Um, I think that the Raiders are going to be doing a lot better than what people expect Um, I think with the addition of Trent Brown um, Antonio Brown those guys uh, being able to solidify that locker room um, the, with the addition of Marshall, the linebacker, um, um, those guys have, you know, they've been there in the trenches, they've won before, and I, and I believe that this Raiders team will be able to turn it around. Um, I just think that the Chargers and what they're and what they dealing with with Melvin Gordon is going to be able to – it's going to uh, kind of alter what they want to do offensively. And it's kind of gonna it's gonna put a damper on what they want to do um, as far as their their seasons goes, and I just think Broncos. They're defensively they're gonna be there, but I just think offensively they're gonna to continue to struggle um, without having those big play guys per, uh, down the field. Um, we ne- we don't necessarily know how Phillip Lindsay is gonna return and how he's gonna look, and so um, it's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be uh, hard to see uh, the Broncos winning this division. So I've got Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos.
0: Okay. All right. I got the Chiefs one. I agree with you 100% this team. They are going to be a force yet again. This offense looks explosive. Now they added Nicole Hardman to the mix out of Georgia, the rookie. Juan Thornhill to go solidify that secondary. We know they cut ties with Eric Berry. And then they really revamped their entire defense now with Steve Spagnolo, who's now their defensive coordinator. Acquired Frank Clark. They signed the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, Emmanuel Ogba. The list goes on and on. So really, really good acquisitions there in Kansas City. I think they're too much. They'll be number one. Now, number two... I still have the Chargers there. I think they're an 11-win team. I know that they're dealing with really two big blows right now. You mentioned the first one. It's Melvin Gordon and his holdout situation. And then they lose Derwin James. their star safety that can do it all for... It looks like a large portion of the 2019 season, so that is going to hurt them. But Adrian Phillips and his presence there, who was a pro bowler in his own right, is there to kind of step in for that Chargers defense. I love that front seven with Ingram and then Joey Bosa. So, I still think that this Chargers team is going to be a playoff team. I think there's going to be a gap uh, between the Chargers and Chiefs and the Raiders and Broncos. I have the Raiders at three. I know they had a whole lot of new pieces thrown in there. Hard Knocks is covering them. I just don't quite buy them to be second yet. I think they have some time to develop that roster a little bit more. And then I have the Broncos fourth as well. I love the Miller Bradley Chubb combo as you just alluded to just not enough offensively. So, I have uh, the Chiefs and Chargers being in their own division so to speak in the West. Let's go ahead and move to the North. We'll move right along. Give me your top teams in that division.
1: Um okay, so for the AFC North, I have the Browns winning the AFC North. I mean, obviously with the additions of Odell Beckham and uh, Olivia Vernon, uh, Morgan Burnett, um, an experienced safety, uh, Philip Gaines, an experienced deep defensive back. Um, Demetrius Harris, an athletic tight end, Greg Robinson, Sheldon Richardson. Um, I just don't see this team being able to uh, to be stopped with the depth that they have. I think with the ability to be able to get after the passer like they did last year and uh, make it hard um, uh, for teams to move the ball down the field, um, I just really believe that the the Cleveland Browns are, are primed to to be able to win this division this year. Um, I have them coming in at eleven and five. Uh, I have the I have the Steelers coming in at ten and six. They're my wild card team. I just believe that the continuity that they have, um, the tradition that they have, I just don't believe that they're going to be able to 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 hold out of missing the playoffs. Um, I think this is a uh, prove it year for Big Ben. I know that he had to. The big contract in the in the offseason, I understand that they wanted to extend him, but um I believe that this is a big prove year um without the key pieces that he's had and um and been accustomed been accustomed to in the last couple of years. I just believe that uh it's gonna be a Juju Smith Schuster and, and Big Ben type of show. Um but we'll see if James Conner can also add to the mix and see if he can build off the successful season that he had last year. And um, I have the I have the Ravens coming in at three. Uh, I, I believe that the, the additions that they have with Mark Ingram um, is going to be able to help their their offense. Um, but I, I, it's going to be tough to see if Lamar Jackson can be able to push the ball down the field um, as, a, as it gets closer to the playoffs. Um, when teams are kind of keying in and spying in and, and being able to to kind of uh, mimic the the things that he wants to do offensively in the run game. And, and I just believe that the Bengals really don't have a shot this year, especially with A.J. Green being on the sideline um, for a while it's going to be tough for this team to to move the ball offensively. Um, and, you know, their defense continues to be uh, stout up front, but, you know, I just don't believe in their secondary, and, and it's going to be tough to see.
0: Okay, I, I got you there. Now, I have a little bit of a change-up, Jarrell. I know the Cleveland Browns are looked at as the heavy favorite in the AFC North, but I actually have the Baltimore Ravens winning this division. I know Lamar Jackson there's a big question mark about his development as a passer, but everything that you you're reading in the preseason now of course you got to translate it to the regular season cuz that's when teams start to roll out their aid looks but I'm a big believer in Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be able to progress as a passer. Mark Ingram back there, Gus Edwards. I like Marquise Hollywood-Brown, their first-round draft pick to add to that offense. And they have a stable of tight ends, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst. So their defense, though, I think is what does it for me. I mean, Earl Thomas back there with Tony Jefferson, Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith. I mean, that secondary is stacked. To go along with that front seven that, yes, they did lose some pieces. Adarius Smith, Terrell Suggs, but Matthew Judon, Brandon Williams, those guys are still there to step in and, and really make life difficult for opposing offenses. So I have the Ravens finishing number one. Number two, I have the Browns. With a 10-6 and record, I think they'll finish right below the Ravens. I have the Ravens winning 11 games, by the way. We all know who they added. A lot of headlines in the offseason in Cleveland. And then three, I have the Steelers, who I think will still get nine wins. I think they're going to have a pretty good year. And then fourth will be the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that there's uh, really not a whole lot of hope there for Cincinnati under Zach Taylor in his first year. I just think the other three teams are in another category right now, Jarrell. So Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Bengals there for me in the AFC North. So a little bit of a shakeup.
1: I see, man. I like it. I like it, though.
0: Got to keep you off balance. You know what I mean, Jarrell? Got to make sure that (laughs) I got you on your toes at all times, man.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, I like it, man. I think that... uh I think it's going to be a lot of good competition in that division, and, um, and we'll see how it goes, man. Um, it's a very tough, tough, hard-nosed division. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe sure, maybe even the Bengals, are, uh, are, are, um, maybe the Bengals will shock us a little bit and and come out of that. Um, be better than five hundred, because I think that they're gonna be able to they're gonna be able to uh, win a couple games this year and shock a couple people, but it's gonna be tough without a j Green.
0: Yeah, we never know, man, in the NFL, very uncertain. So here we go. now to the NFC. We're gonna go to the NFC North, Jarrell. So give me your uh, standings in this one.
1: Okay, so this was a tough division to pick uh, just because of the amount of good teams., um, but I just believe that uh, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year with a vengeance. Um, I believe their defense is going to be stout this year, uh, with the uh, with the additions that they were, uh, what they were able to to get on defense, um, as far as the pass rushing up front, uh, with Cedarius uh, Smith and Preston Smith, Andrew Amos. Uh, I believe that they're going to be able to help that secondary out and being able to replace Ha Ha Clean Dix. Um, but I just believe in Aaron Rodgers. I believe in what he's able to do and uh, how he's able to put the team on his shoulders and, and be able to lead this team and, and facing so many great defenses within this division. Um, I have the Packers coming in at number one. I have the Bears coming in at number two. They're my wild card. I know their defense is going to be phenomenal. Um, they're outstanding on paper. They were outstanding last year. Um, they added some great additions uh, this year. Um, and how ha clean Dix at safety. Um, I just don't believe in them offensively. Uh, I, I know that, um, Matt Nagy is great with, with the play calling, but I just believe that teams are going to be able to get a, a sense of what he wants to do. Um, having come in, you know, having, you know, some, some, some film to study this off season. And I would love, and I just want to, uh, it's going to be some low scoring games, but it, I think it's just going to be tough for them to be able to win um, 12 and four like they did last year. Um, I mean, they came on the scene and, and caused some problems for a lot of teams I know their defense is going to be uh, phenomenal. I just don't necessarily believe in them offensively. So I have them coming in at number two. Um, I have the Vikings coming in at number three. Uh, very, it's a very tight race in this division. Um, everybody's going to be off by at least a, a game or two. Uh, I have the Vikings coming in at, at number uh, three. Um, I believe that Kirk Cousins is going to have a much better year. It's going to be interesting what they can do uh, defensively. They were they were pretty good last year, but, you know, they're going to have to be able to get to the passer uh, a lot better than they did last year. Um, you know, they're great at receiver, uh, but I just believe that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to step it up, and it's just going to be a tough division to win. Um, Minnesota's never really been good against uh, the Packers when it, when, it, when it comes to playing um, head-to-head, and, and so that's really what gives me the, the, uh, the nod to put them at number three. And then I just don't necessarily see in Detroit um, getting any better than they did last year. Um, they had a tough preseason, and I just think that it's going to be tough for them to, to kind of uh, make a statement in this division
0: like they want to. Okay. Well said. Now for me, NFC North, I got the Packers. Number one, I think Aaron Rodgers is back in the fold. That offense looks good. Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, you know, Jay Sternberger. So I like what they're doing offensively. Of course, Matt LaFleur, I think he's going to provide some new wrinkles there on defense. They're absolutely stacked. You talked about it. Rayshon Gary, Darnell Savage in the first round. and. Preston Smith, Darius Smith, Adrian Amos there, stealing them from the Chicago Bears. And so I like that team a lot. So I think they're number one with the 12-win season. Two, I have the Chicago Bears, 11-5. I like this roster from the top all the way to the bottom. I like the addition of David Montgomery out of Iowa State. Riley Ridley, I think those are two rookies that can make an impact. I just do not think that they're going to be able to keep green bay below them for another year which is why i have the packers number one number three i actually have the lions drill i think the lions will finish a little bit ahead of the vikings i like what they did in free agency tj hawkinson and they went out and signed trey flowers justin coleman jesse james danny Amendola. so i think uh, matt patricia will have a little bit of success there in the motor city and then fourth Minnesota Vikings. I know this team as well has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, but Kirk Cousins. We know he struggled in big time games, which is why I have them finishing fourth in the NFC North. And I and I do agree with you, Jarrell. I think this division is going to be very tough and highly competitive.
1: Absolutely. Um, when you look at it, man, you know Green Bay and what they are able to do offensively up against the bears and what they're able to do defensively. You sprinkle in some good games from Minnesota because they're, they really are stout defensively. They're big time on the outside. Um, if they can get Dalvin cook rolling, then they're going to make uh, they're going to be in conversation to be able to contend for the division. Um, I just think that Detroit, they had, they added some key pieces, uh, but I just, it's just been tough, man, for Matthew Stafford ever since Calvin Johnson's kind of left to be able to find that niche and uh, that go-to guy that he wants to go to. And, um, you know, I think C.J. Anderson coming in to be able to solidify the run game is going to help them. Uh, but it's going to be a mentality. You know, D- Detroit hasn't had the mentality to be able to be physical up front for a long time now. And so I just don't see that changing this year. I believe that the defensive lines on the other side of the ball are, are, are better than uh, Detroit's offensive line. And so I just have them, you know, at the bottom of this division. I think if they could – if they can become more physical this year, they'll be in the conversation to be able to contend for the division. But right now, man, Aaron Rodgers and, and, and the chip on his shoulder is so big. I'm, I'm, I, I, everybody, you can see it from space, man. Everybody's so excited about um, watching him come back and competing against this phenomenal Bears defense. And uh, we're excited to see if they can do it consistently uh, two years in a row.
0: I agree. I think it's going to be a really exciting year there for. All the quarterbacks involved in that division. Now the NFC West we go. I'm going to give you my standings, and then uh, you can share yours. So number one, I have the Los Angeles Rams still. I have them getting 13 wins under their belt I my add, 13-3 record is what I'm projecting for Sean McVay's squad. They brought in Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, Aaron Donald. That dude is just a monster. As long as he's there, that Rams front seven is going to be difficult to accommodate and then a key to the Marcus Peters, you know, the corners out there offensively, they're returning the same unit now, except they get Cooper Cupback, who suffered a torn ACL. And that guy developed a strong rapport with Jared Goff. So I think he's really going to elevate them offensively. Of course, Todd Gurley, we got to see how his knee holds up throughout the course of the season. But we all know the type of impact runner that he is when he's uh, at the top of his game. And then two. I have the Seattle Seahawks with a 9-7 record. Russell Wilson, I think highly of him. Excellent player. And then uh, DK Metcalf, they added a couple of pieces there. Ziggy Ansah on defense. Number three, I actually have the Arizona Cardinals with an 8-8 record under Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray's there. And then uh, fourth, the San Francisco 49ers, which by the way, I do have them with an 8-8 record as well. But I uh, just think that Arizona will win the division series over San Francisco. That's how I have mine structured, Jarrell. I have the Rams 1, Seahawks 2, Cardinals 3, and 49ers 4.
1: Oh, I like it, man. Um, well, when I come out, uh, let's see. For let's see if I'm looking at my notes here. So, number one, I've got the Rams. I've got them also at a 13-3 and record. Uh, I believe that the additions with Eric Riddle, Clay Matthews, uh, to, believe, to be able to Uh, sure of but already south defense Um, I mean when you add a guy like Eric Whittle and what he's able to do back there um, he's that Ed Reed Troy Palomalu style type of safety that Brian Dawkins type of guy you can literally place him anywhere in the defense and he's going to be able to have some success Um, and now when you add that in and confusing a quarterback you give Aaron Donald even more time to be able to get home. Um, and I just look for, you know, with the addition of Eric uh, Eric Widow and with the addition of Clay Matthews, I think that Aaron Donald has the opportunity to break the sack record this year just because of the ability uh, for him to be able to, to get to the passer this year. I have them winning 13 and uh, have them winning the division at 13 and 3. I have the San Francisco 49ers coming in at number okay. two. Okay. <laughs> I have them finishing at ten and six, man. I really like the addition of the Quan Alexander coming off an injury. Um, he played well in Buffalo, I mean, not Buffalo, but in Tampa uh, last year for the Buccaneers. Uh, I believe that he's a leader among men, man. He's a he's a great uh, he's a great addition to this already uh, good defensive front. Um, when you add D Ford um, on the other side of Bolsa, man, I think that these guys are going to be able to get after it. D Ford is explosive coming off the line of scrimmage. Um, Jordan Matthews solidifies uh, a already uh, stout wide receiver and core. Um, he gives you a guy to be able to work in between the sticks and gets yards after catch. Um, Tevin Coleman coming out the backfield, a big guy that can run fast coming out the backfield um, was phenomenal down in Atlanta. I think that he's going to do great out there. And um, just the addition of Jason Perrett, man, to add you know to already a, a good defense, a good secondary, and you add another veteran that can be able to get out there and mix up some some things back there. Um, I, I have, I have, I have them coming in at 10 and six, man. I have Garoppolo getting back on track. I think that he has a big shoulder, just like Aaron, a big chip on his shoulder, just like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Excuse me. And um, I believe that the 49ers are going to come in at second. I think the Seahawks are going to come in at third. I think it's just going to be uh, too tough for, for uh, Russell Wilson to be able to, to do it all and put the team on the shoulders um, when you when you take away a guy like uh, Earl Thomas and, and all the all the guys that they've been able, all the guys that have departed from this uh, stout defense, the Legion of Boom, and you know you you have Bobby Wagner that's still there. Um, A couple key additions are still there, but I think that it's just going to be extremely tough for this defense and offense to be able to um, to be successful uh, without, you know, having to do a lot of misdirection. I just don't think this offense is going to be able to just take it right to you and push the ball right down the field. So I have them coming in at number three and uh, I have them actually tying with the uh, Arizona Cardinals as far as uh, bottoming out at the division. Uh, of the division I think that you know the Arizona Cardinals are going to compete I think they're going to uh, be a team that surprises a lot of guys this year they have a lot of uh, continuity they have a lot of veteran leadership I think that Kevin Whites are going to be a sleeper this year I think that if he can get his career back on track that uh that he can be a great addition for the Arizona Cardinals um Jermaine Brock coming in Jordan Hicks um you know coming in uh, Marcus Gilbert, uh, I think it's going to be a, a great uh, addition for this uh, offensive line to be able to shore up the uh, the edges as far as uh, you know keeping guy out the keeping guys out the face of Murray and Terrell Suggs coming in and 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 working side by side with Chandler Jones, man, I think that's going to be a a combination that's going to you know breed some success. But I just think it's going to be tough for a rookie. I think that he's going to be doing a lot of running around. Um, it's going to be um, a year where he gets to show off a lot of his athleticism versus uh, his arm. And uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to, you know, they're going to fight well. They're going to compete at a high level just because of the pride that they've always shown as an organization. I just think that it's just going to be tough, man. That AFC, uh, the NFC West is very is very stout this year. Um, I have the 49ers coming in at second, Seahawks at three, and then uh, the Arizona Cardinals rounding out the bottom.
0: Okay, yeah. And and just to clarify, the reason why I do have the Seahawks number two is a large part of that run game, man. Chris Carson, we saw the type of back he is. That offensive line has been solidified there in Seattle. DJ Fluker, Justin Britt at center. And I look at that offense, Tyler Lockett, who's going to take a bigger role with Doug Baldwin, who's no longer playing, right? So I have Seattle there because of that reason. And, of course, that defense, they're rough riders, man. They don't necessarily have the most appealing depth chart on paper, but they come out and play, and they'll hit you in the mouth. Uh, A lot of people are going to ask me why I have San Francisco fourth in the standings and it's because i know that their defense is loaded you named them d ford Quan alexander richard sherman who's there but you know what Jarrell? for me man i'm just not a believer in jimmy garoppolo right now i know that that he's got talent i know that he clearly showed it when he was in new england he missed most of the 2018 season with that torn acl and But that offense, I feel like they're lacking something. I know Tevin Coleman, he's a dynamic running back. Jarek McKinnon, who can be that explosive back, is just battling those knee injuries. And then they're really banged up at the receiver position. You look at Jalen Hur, the third-round pick, who may not be ready for the season opener. Trent Taylor, who's working his way back from foot surgery. So you just don't know. I know they got George Kittle there, their offensive line. I know they're anchored by Joe Staley. I just know, man, that injuries have really affected San Francisco in years past, which is why I'm a little skeptical of them finishing atop this division.
1: Well, the only reason why I believe in them, um, you know, solely with with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I believe in this defense. I believe in this defense being able to keep the games. Uh, Low-scoring games. I believe in them being able to get to the passer, um, being down from ga- uh, being down in games to be able to get that extra possession that Garoppolo needs. Um, I believe in his composure and being able to extend plays, and um, and I, I believe in Garoppolo, man. I I think you know anytime you have an opportunity uh, to come in and a new team, and then when you come in in the middle of the year and you just come in and uh, you you go undefeated as a starter, um, you know you obviously have the knee injury. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty out there as far as the spectators outside of the 49ers facility. But um, when you look at this organization uh, from top to bottom and the leadership with John Lynch and what he, what he's able to solidify in that organization and and just how proud they are as an organization. Um, like I said, bringing in uh, bringing in leadership with Quan Alexander, D Ford, Tevin Coleman, um, Jordan Matthews, guys that have been in the fire in playoff games, uh, playing for Playing for high stakes, uh, I believe that this is going to be able to um, shore up this this team and and with uh, and get the younger guys uh, the the high draft picks that they've invested in earlier in the um, earlier, or, excuse me, earlier um, in some years, um, getting them to pay off uh, and pay dividends. And so, I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, man. I think that he's going to make a run for this division, man. Uh, and it's going to be tough if he gets. If they, if the forty ers are able to get one game against the Rams, uh, I believe that it's going to be all it's going to be uh,
0: it's going to be up to anyone. So now NFC East, we got a couple more divisions left. So why don't you go ahead and give me your standings in an NFC East, then I'll give you mine. Um.
1: Okay. So well, the NFC East was a little tough for me, uh, just because of the 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 four teams, man. And this is always literally a toss up every year. Um, the, there's great games between the Cowboys and Eagles. Um, the Giants is always coming to compete. I mean, I, there's a there's a great rivalry there between the Cowboys and Giants. Uh, but I, I believe that the Cowboys are going to be able to come out on top this year. Uh, I believe that the the additions of, of Randall Cobb, uh, you know, having Tevin Austin resign, um Cameron Fleming having Super Bowl experience in New England, Joy uh, uh I Ioka. At safety, uh, being able to solidify that safety position that they've been in search for this entire offseason. Um if, if Robert Quinn can be healthy, remain healthy. If Jason Witten can remain healthy, um, be able to get yards after catch and be able to get down before contact uh, and to remain healthy. I see this Dallas Cowboys defense running away um, with this division. Um, I have them coming in at uh, I have them coming in at eleven and five. I have the Eagles coming in right behind them at ten and six. Um, I think the Eagles is always a, a team, um, you know, ready to compete. Uh, their quarterback, there, there's no more quarterback controversy. There's no more, um, there's no more, um, who's going to be our our leader? Who's going to be our guy? They have their guy now. It's time for them to go play, win football games. It's time for him to stay healthy. Um, it's time to see if they can contend for another Super Bowl. Um, I, I believe in their defensive line up front. Um, and what and what they um, continue to be able to do year in and year out. I always believe in, 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 the, in the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, you know, resigning Benny Curry, um, Brandon Graham, the addition of Sean Jackson, um, the addition of Malik Jackson. And I think that they're going to be able to contend in this division. Um, if they can take their defensive line and can compete with the Dallas offensive line, then it's going to be up for grabs. The Giants, I think that they're going to come in at number three. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be good this year. I think that he's going to be able to prove that he is the guy for this team. I I don't think that Eli Manning is going to get out to a hot start. I mean, having been under the microscope the last four or five years in New York, I don't think that this year is going to be any different. I don't think that the offense is going to be any different when Eli Manning is in the game. But I do think that Daniel Jones brings that new flair and that new attitude and spark to that team in order for them to be successful. So I actually have them coming in at seven and nine. I don't have them breaking even at eight and eight, but uh, seven and nine is a good start for Daniel Jones if he gets a chance to get under the helm. Um, and the Redskins, I think that they're going to be able to compete offensively. Um, you know, having Case Keenum be in their starting their starting quarterback, I think it's going to be uh, they're going to have some success early. But I just think that once teams kind of get a beat on Case Keenum, like they have been in the past, it's just going to be tough for him to be able to be successful offensively. And um, and we'll see uh, whether or not that Gruden wants to make a change late in the year. But I just think that I have them bottom bottoming out uh, the the division at six and ten.
0: All right, yeah, I got the Dallas Cowboys number one. I think this is the year. You look at their roster. They are deep at every position. Randall Cobb there bringing them in at slot. They lost Cole Beasley, but replaced them there. And now, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. That's the big storyline that's hanging over the Dallas Cowboys right now. But I'll tell you what. Tony Pollard their fourth round running back he has looked sharp in the preseason he's drawn comparisons to Alvin Kamara of the Saints with what he can do in both the run and the pass and then look at that defense man they are loaded Demarcus Lawrence is healthy Tyron Crawford is healthy and then they're getting good play from Malik Collins then you look at the linebackers Jalen Smith Vander Esch, Sean Lee. I like what's going on in Dallas. I think they're very well-rounded. This is the year for Dallas to take that next step forward. I think they finish first in this division again with 11-5 record. And then right behind them, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them at second with an 11-5 record as well. But I do have the Cowboys winning the division series, which would give them that edge there at the number one spot. We all know that The Eagles gave Wentz that big contract extension. Now the question is, can he stay healthy, which he's clearly struggled with now. When he is healthy, Jarrell, Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback. And then they went ahead and gave him some more weapons offensively. Deshaun Jackson, another deep threat to go with Jeffrey. And then that defense. You know, you said it. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. Timmy Jernigan, I like Nigel Bradham, the linebacker. Now, they're secondary. I know they have Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod coming back from injury, but as far as the corner position goes, Ronald Darby's back, but he's working his way back from an ACL injury, so you never know how that's going to work out. Sidney Jones, can he stay healthy? So I think because of that reason, they're second behind the Cowboys. Three, I have the Redskins with an 8-8 and record. Now, I know Jay Gruden named Case Keenum the starter. Dwayne Haskins is there. We'll see, man. Time will tell if Haskins will get a look in in the regular season. But one thing's for sure, Washington does have a loaded defensive front seven. Ryan Kerrigan, they got Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. So I like what they have up front there. Just not enough on offense to get them into the top two positions. And then four, the New York Giants. I have them with a 5-12 record. Eli Manning's going to start the season. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. And this is a rebuilding year for a New York team that has a lot of young players that Dave Gettleman went to go draft. You know, with all those draft picks, they added Jabril Peppers and that Odell Beckham trade and Kevin Zeitler at offensive guard. So I can see them surprising some teams. Of course, Saquon Barkley, we all know the generational talent that he is for that offense, but I do think they will finish last in the NFC East this year.
1: What I what my thing is with Dallas is going to be their offensive line versus the Eagles defensive line. I understand that the Eagles uh, secondary isn't going to be up to par, but um, the Eagles are are going to be solely relying on their front seven and what they can be able to do and causing turnovers. Um, if they if the cowboys offensive line is back to is back to running like the locomotive and the train that they've been been accustomed to then it's going to be a hard fought division and it's going to be it's going to come down to the wire um, i do think that the giants are always that the giants are capable of surprising people um, you know with the addition of Marcus Golden before he was injured um, he was he was up there for a contract extension and having a big year as far as rushing a passer um, Jabril Peppers and Kevin Zeitler are, are are good additions for this team. Um and they and they give them they're giving them some continuity and Golden Tate, um being able to to extend plays and yards have to catch is always gonna be great. Who by the way so, has a
0: four game suspension, just Yes. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I think that you know when he when he returns, um I think he's gonna be able to give this team um the lift that they need offensively. Uh, I just believe that, you know, the Giants are going to come out and shock people. They're going to be playing for more pride than anything. Um, because, just because at the end of the day, they're in New York. Everyone's going to be talking about them, and they're going to always try to be better than the Jets. If they have a better better season than the Jets, then they can walk around with their heads held high. Um, but in Washington, man, I think that it's I think it's just a lot of things um, swirling that team and, and what they want to do. Um, you know, is Trent Williams going to play? Is he not going to play? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to keep him? Um, you know, Adrian Peterson's a aging running back, but he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, what are they going to do? You know, throwing the ball down the field. They don't necessarily have the weapons to throw the ball down the field. They're talking about trading uh, Josh Dotson and things of that nature. Uh, I'm, it's just going to be tough, man. Gruden in space with another uh, another tough season of uncertainty, and he's going to have to try to figure it out on the fly. Um, but I just think that the two teams that are prime in order to be successful Philadelphia and Dallas. And it's just going to come down to both of those teams winning their division games.
0: I know, and, and it is. It's going to be a very, very interesting division. A lot of talent there, the Eagles and Dallas. I think they're the front runners there. You know, of course, barring any significant injuries, which, God forbid, that does not happen, right? We want to see teams at full strength every single season. But here we go, the final division that we're going to break down, the NFC South, Jarrell. This is another... Really tough division that makes it very hard to establish who is going to come out on top. But for me, I have the New Orleans Saints number one with a 12 and four record. Drew Brees is there, he's flipping it at a very high level. Now he has Jared Cook to go along with Michael Thomas, who got paid, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. And then defensively, I mean, they're led by Demario Davis, that linebacker who had a great year last year. They're getting Sheldon Rankins healthy after suffering that Achilles tear last year in the playoffs. And then Marshawn Lattimore there, anchoring that secondary. I like what they have going on there in New Orleans. I think they're destined for another good year, Jarrell, in a deep playoff run. So I have them number one. Number two. This is where it gets tricky. I have the Atlanta Falcons number two with the ten and six record offensively. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Mohammed Sanu, Devontae Freeman, Edo Smith, and then of course Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. We know the type of quarterback that he is. They finally shored up that offensive line by getting Jermon Brown, James Carpenter, and then going Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry in the first round, trying to make sure that Matt Ryan's going to have time to survey the field. Defensively, they do have some some question marks. What are they going to get from Vic Beasley? Grady Jarrett, they gave him that big extension, so he is a defensive stalwart there in Atlanta. Desmond Trufant, let's see if he can have a bounce-back season. But I like what Atlanta has. Tack McKinley, we'll see if he can finally get over the top with his edge rush pass skills. And then three, I have the Panthers with a 10-6 and six record, but of course I have the uh, division tiebreaker to Atlanta in this situation. Cam Newton, he suffered that injury. Can he stay healthy? That's a big part of Carolina and their story, but they did add Gerald McCoy in free agency to go with K1 Short, which I think is going to be nasty. And FYI, they still have Don Terry Poe there. They add Trey Boston on a one-year deal, so I like what Carolina has brewing. Big year for Ron Rivera and his job security under David Tepper, the new owner of the Panthers. And then fourth, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, new head coach. Big year for Jameis Winston. I, I just don't think... He has enough man in him right now, Jameis Winston, to lead this Bucks team ahead of other talented teams such as the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers, which is why I have the Bucks finishing last in the NFC South.
1: Um, I would agree with you. Um, I think I have coming in uh, New Orleans. I have them. Um, I have them competing with the Rams for the overall um, number one seed of the entire conference. Uh, I believe it's going to come down to those two teams again. Uh, this year, um, I have the Saints coming in at 13 and three. I just believe that what they're able to do offensively, uh, what they bring to the table with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas doesn't drop any balls. Uh, the addition of Jared Cook, um, I think that they're going to be able to compete and, and compete uh, for for a long time in in, um, in this division. Um, when those two are are, are rocking and ro- when those guys are rocking and rolling together, um, the addition of Sheldon Rankins to their defensive line, I think is always great. Demario um, Davis and what they're able to do over there. Eli Apple and, and the resurgence in his career that he was able to have. I just think that uh, this defense is is uh, rocking and rolling They They feed off each other. They're a brotherhood. You can tell by the way that they play. You can tell by the way that they compete and go out there and, um, and display uh, things on Sundays. Um, I have them coming in at number one. Um, my number two is the Carolina Panthers. I believe that the Carolina Panthers are going to be, Um, a team to reckon with this year. I think that Cam Newton is going to get it on track. I think they're going to figure out a way to get him um, thinking they're going to get a, figure out a way to get him rocking and rolling. They're going to get him uh, healthy and, and um, to be able to, to lead this offense. Um, I think the addition of Chris Hogan, uh, uh, a guy that's, uh, that's been proven in the league that's won a Super Bowl, a guy that's um, that has some, uh, some continuity with good, with good quarterbacks, he's going to be able to help Cam Newton out a lot. Greg Olson coming back. Um, it's just going to be up to Cam Newton and what he wants to do. If he if he decides to stare receivers down or is he going to sling the ball around and, and be versatile with the guys that he has um, at, his, at his disposal. I think this defense is going to be phenomenal, especially up front, Kawan Short, um, Don Terry Poe, um, the addition of McCoy. Uh, Luke Kuechly and and what and what he's able to do, I think um, Eric Reed coming back is is phenomenal for this team. I think they're going to be excellent. I have them coming in at number two. Um, I have them actually uh, going eleven and five for the year. I have the Falcons coming in at eight and eight. I I think that it's going to be a tough year for them. Um, I mean they're coming back with the same team, um, same group of guys. Uh, the continuity is there, um, but I just think that personally they missed their window when they had that Super Bowl run. I think that everybody's kind of going to gonna know where they want to go. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, is, the, is, is Freeman going to be able to stay healthy for the entire year for this team? Um, because for me personally, it's not necessarily what they can do in the passing game is if they can extend drives uh, in the running game and if they can be physical up front, um, if their defense, can they get to the passer? You know, uh, you know, we had Grady Jarrett last year um, having a good year and a successful year, um, not being able to finish, but you know, uh, having Claiborne coming back, a guy that was successful in that defense before and, and had some continuity there, um, you know, being able to help this defensive line is, is important. But I just don't necessarily know what you're going to get out of Dick Beasley. Um, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get out of uh, the rest of the defensive line. Um, they're secondary. They're coming back with a lot of uh, uh, key guys on their team. Um, Deion Jones, but they can they stay healthy is the question. Um, so I have them coming in at number three, um, can, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see if if Matt Ryan can um, can lead this team um, in tough game situations, and he's, is he gonna finally get this team over the hump um, and and be worth that big contract in, in which they paid him? And Tampa Bay, uh, I just have them I have them bottom bottoming out the division. I believe they're a talented team. I just don't believe they have enough talent in order to get over the hump. Um, is Winston going to be able to uh, have a lot of a lot of touchdowns, but low interception ratio? Um, that's going to that's going to be that's going to be tough for them. Um, he could throw thirty touchdowns, but you know, throw, throwing twenty twenty five interceptions is definitely not going to be uh, beneficial for your team. Um, I believe with the injury to JPP and and um, not having him solidified on their defensive line, and the uh, the departure of McCoy is going to be tough for them. The departure of, of uh, Quan Alexander is going to be tough for them. Um, and having, uh, David and, uh, having Vontae Davis just there on his own, I think it's going to be tough. Um, and I just don't necessarily see them having enough weapons offensively out of, outside of, uh, Evans in order for them to be successful. And, um, and so it's going to be tough, man. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, can Dotson and those guys hold up on the edge in order to keep Winston safe? Um, I don't necessarily believe in it. Um, after watching the preseason game against the Browns, they didn't really have a lot of success. So, um, you know, I just don't have Tampa Bay being successful in this league, and um, but I have uh, I have New Orleans coming in at number one. I have the Carolina Panthers at number two, and uh, the Falcons at three, and Tampa at four.
0: All right, man. Well, that does it for all the divisions, and you know what, Drew? I like to give you one last knuckle curve, man. I know you're not ready. I didn't tell you about it about the pregame notes, but it it generates a better answer, right? So, give me your 2019 NFL MVP.
1: Um, my any my MVP for the uh, for the 20 season, uh, 2019 season is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I believe that. Um with the addition that they the additions that they added defensively, I think it's gonna be able to create more possessions for them offensively. And the more possessions he gets offensively, the more spectacular plays you're gonna be able to see this year. Um, I think that, you know, Having uh, the top 100 coming out, and you know having him being the number five or six quarterback on that list is is outrageous. And I think that you know he's going to be uh, he's going to come back with a vengeance. And I'm excited to see him play against some of the best defenses in the league. And I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the uh, MVP for this year.
0: I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it to the same player who won it in 2018, Pat Mahomes. Man, I know that people like a change, but Man, Patrick Mahomes, the guy is just incredible, what he can do with his arm, with his feet. And then you look at that offense, he's surrounded by even more firepower, Meikle Hardman. Now Tyreek Hill's back in the fold, Travis Kelsey, Darwin Thompson, their 6th round running back, who you watch him, and he is just electric himself. Out in the pass game, Damian Williams, who's returning I just think that he will be an elite company, winning the MVP award in back-to-back seasons, joining Peyton Manning, who did that himself, back with the Indianapolis Colts. So look for Patty Mahomes to win the MVP in my eyes. Well, that's going to do Jarrell for today's episode, man. I appreciate you taking the time to join me yet again. Hey, enjoy your time as you go spend some time over Labor Day weekend. And let's enjoy some good football, especially as college season gets ramped up
1: absolutely man um as always it's such a pleasure to be on the show it's such a pleasure to be able to talk about the game that i love and uh and be able to just share my influences man and um always again man i appreciate it
0: all right bro i appreciate you bro and let's be in contact we'll have to get you on again uh next week to preview the thursday night opener between the bears and uh packers so take care and god bless my man let's do it all right take care bro